80% of the tweets come from 20% of the people on Twitter. That sounds really? about right. It's a true story. Wow, I don't even send out tweets. I just read everything. Yep. Yeah. Well, there you go. Tweets, uh, things that are not funny enough to end up as Facebook statuses, yeah. start in the minor leagues of Twitter. <laughs> cool. So that's how that works. <laughs> All right. The minor leagues. Let's go with yeah. that. Hey, young world. That means we're started. Wilson, <laughs> hey, guess back. who's here today, man? Hey, first of all, before we get to this that, before Jake. we before we get everyone, before Jake. we get to that, before we get to who is off of suspension <laughs> <laughs> and is sitting in my living room right now, we'll uh, we'll get to that eventually. But yes, welcome guess to the Key in the Lake podcast. Um, we are back with another edition of Wilson and myself and a somewhat special guest. He's not as special as all other guests, but he is kind of what you call a co-host to the stars for people that like to live in sewers. Hello, <laughs> it's me, the sewer boy, Matt Brown. Uh, Matt Brown is back um, on the podcast after a long suspension um, from Key in the Lake. He is served Happy it to valiantly. Be back. He was on a long-term red card, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you will. I had to uh, descend from the roof of the building and swing in like a SWAT team member <laughs> through the window. My dog had to bark at him, check him out real quick, to make sure yeah. he was allowed to enter um, yeah. into the living room. I think she checked him out. We do, right. we do a chill. fourth guest. Remy's underneath yeah. the table Remy's listening to us record. She's finally like, being a good dog. The soothing sounds of people in the home. Of Wilson's voice. Yes. That's there me. you go. Welcome. Well, um, gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Ha- good welcome, morning. Welcome to my living room. Actually, oh, no, good afternoon now. Oh, it's afternoon, you go. literally. Good. Good. We didn't start drinking too early then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe now I don't if, feel as bad. If you guys started right now, then no, you didn't start too early. It's true. Yeah. I, on the other hand, uh, wake up to a, a nice uh, stiff pint glass of whiskey every a morning. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's say that. <laughs> I did see a mouthwash in a whiskey bottle the other day. That's oh, a story. God. <laughs> That's a lot of, I like that bottle, actually. That's actually pretty cool. I'm like, well, okay. Kicking it up a little bit. No, one, for, one for the alcoholics, for all them homies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So what's in our glass today, man? Uh, mine's empty because I drank that pretty quickly. Well, what are we drinking? I'll pour, so I'll pour this, it while you talk. So yeah. this is virgin bourbon. I uh, it, it was Not in a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake just put his uh, penis into the bottle. Not into the bottle. The, into the Not butt of the bottle. Into the butt of the bottle. Oh, God, Fine. Yeah, let's be better. really accurate. You know the we listeners just, won't know because the butt doesn't count. If I <laughs> as a Catholic kid growing up. <laughs> I hope my parents are listening. <laughs> Holy shit. That's what, you, that's what the priest your, taught us. That's what though. happens when we record your par- here. Your par- He's a little too comfortable at home. <laughs> hey, you know what? Your parents they, are going to wish they're deaf they after me, listening to any of these they episodes. They sent me to Catholic school. They sent me to all those religious classes. They were the ones maybe hanging out with priests, so I get the dirty <laughs> jokes from them. Hey, I went to Catholic school. I loved it. I hated it. I loved anyway, it. back I to what, we're, what virgin bottle we're drinking. So this is called uh, Virgin Bourbon. It's a mm. uh, 15-year-old, 101-proof uh, bourbon bottled late 80s or uh, distilled in the late 80s, um, bottled in the, uh, you know, about 2004, 2005. So this is um, the imprint says Metal Lawn Distilling Company. Also, before that, it was called the Old Boone Distilling Company okay. in Bardstown, Kentucky. Now, famous, famous parts on Kentucky, home of um, Heaven Hill, uh, numerous other uh, distillers. Mm. So, it was originally operated by the Dance of the JW Dance family. Yeah, for sure. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, one for of the sure, supporters. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty bucks a liter. How can oh, you go wrong? You know. Wrong. Just, Jake actually just saw it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I didn't see shit. At some point, I think <laughs> in the early '80s, Metalon was bought by. 
and operated by Heaven Hill. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in the early 90s, um, Heaven Hill had a huge fire where a lot of their barrels were destroyed and their production was set back. So bottles before um, bottles before that fire are referred to as pre-fire, and that stuff is really, really good and really saw it out pre-fire. there. Pre-fire. Yeah. So yeah. I've, had, I've, had, I've been lucky enough to have some uh, really good uh, pre-fire bottles. Now, this being... Metalon Distilling Company. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's can, uh, would be called like pre-fire or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but so I I um, bought it because of the possibility of it being really good pre-fire juice, okay. and then also uh, because the Virgin Bourbon label is pretty funny. Yeah, and then it's also so this was bottled for Japanese export too, and so it's a it's a seven hundred milliliter. And the whole back label is in <laughs> Japanese, so I think that's. I think thought it was kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Um, on the nose, I think it smells very sweet. Even Dude, I mean, really? I don't get the sweetness. No, I, I, I think smoke. right, which is crazy for right away. Um, well, there's a lot of flavor, just in general, for being sealed for you know 15 years for or sure. whatever, which is pretty no, cool. I agree with you there, but I think it's just I get a lot. Well. And not that either one of us is, or even Jake is incorrect, but I get a lot of sm- smoke. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think a lot of smoke. On the that. sweetness and classic bourbon flavor kind of burns off pretty quickly into some uh, a lot of wood. I think, which mm-hmm. if you're not a fan of that, you might not be super into this bottle. But I think it's kind of cool. No, it's a mellow wood taste. I think it's there. Yeah. It's present. It's like there. I said, it's like yeah. a bar- kind of barky almost taste to it. Sure. It's nice with a like, little bit of a citrusy taste. I got a little peanut butter on mm-hmm. it as well. So. It I has the peanut butter once I add a, yeah. a splash of OJ to it. Wilson's, Your beloved OJ. Wilson's favorite. It's my bourbon and orange bourbon juice. Bourbon and orange juice. Or, it's, it's just been that type of day already. already. Orange, orange juice for me always reminds me of... Breakfast. Um, no, like being sick and having that kind mm. of like vaguely bile like mm. throat, you know? So for some reason, like Bile-y. I can't, <laughs> I, even like looking at the bottle of orange juice you have, I'm, it just kind of gives me that kind oh, of like, I'm sorry, uh, no, not at all. No, no, no. Not that I like can't do it, but it just conjures, it just conjures that like being it. sick and like, um, I, I love orange juice. I don't know what you guys would do uh, when you were sick as children. I would um, dig a hole in the backyard, Mm. um, pull a blanket over me while I'm in the hole, and then uh, imagine an episode of The Price is Right while I was down in that hole. That's not the typical thing. (laughs) That's not what you guys usually do. I would imagine the episode of <laughs> the fa- your face right now is so serious. I, I, I was I'm so I'm, I'm in the not, hole. I have a blanket I'm over me, and then I'm closing my eyes. I'm transported to the stadium, the oh the like stadium God. seating, and the price of prices right. Bob Barker, right. prices right. Bob Barker, yes. Yeah. The Bob With the long elongated Barker's beauties. Yes, the Barker's lo- beauties. but in this, <laughs> but in this, uh, they still call him that. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> But in this reality, he's carry cuties. He has a he has a microphone so long that's dragging on the ground, and he trips over and he falls flat on his face. And then he holds his microphone in his hand while you're playing plinko. Yeah, (laughs) no, he's still down there. He kind of rolls over, and he's just narrating the entire episode from just flat on his back. Mm. And it's just a completely normal episode other than that. My brother got in a car accident while driving to an a, uh, episode of Price is Right. Oh, really? really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's so not really. Uh, I that. guess not. <laughs> I guess that's not really interesting. Yeah. Uh, was he okay? Yep. 
still alive. <laughs> <laughs> but his friend actually got on the show that day. Wait, so his friend? So made he missed it. it. He didn't, or? Uh, well, so his like, friend you know, walked. They do like ten, ca- ten tapings a day, you know. And, oh, that's uh, so. Uh, okay. Yeah, his friend got on the very end, and I think he, our friend, mutual friend, um, he guessed one dollar, but just to do it, just to see, <laughs> even though he knew it wasn't going to be right. That's so funny, yeah. Buck, one buck. Bob. I'm here. I made it all this way. One buck, Bob. I one like. Uh, so Bob Barker, infamous or famously, not infamously, no, infamously famously like, <laughs> infamous, punched Adam on the golf course. In, infamous. <laughs> And a bitch too, or some shit like that. Price is wrong, Bob. Yeah, that's it. Uh, infamously, wrong, would remind <laughs> Adam Sandler of the punch in the face every year. He would send a Christmas card to Adam Sandler. <laughs> hey, remember when I uh, beat you up in the movie? You stupid asshole. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Nights. Yeah, exactly. With <laughs> those. Um, he would. So he would end all his broadcasts with oh. "Spay and New Year, Pat." <laughs> yeah, which is kind of. Cool, but such a weird. Yeah. It actually is a really like. I never noticed that. Oh yeah. oh yeah, and he inspired a lot of people to bring in their you know mm-hmm. uh, adopted stray cats yeah. and to spay and it's neuter them. Too because yeah, because yeah, so like dogs and cats just don't get like pregnant on the street when they're yeah. playing and stuff like that. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I, but never, still, I never noticed yeah, that. And yeah, I grew up watching that motherfucker. But such a weird. <laughs> it is a sign. You know, you know like, yeah, like if you're not ready for it the first time, <laughs> or you didn't grow up with it, you're like, huh. Yeah. All right. And then you start giving sidelong glances to your dog's <laughs> testicles and you're like, hmm, maybe I should do something about those things. Evan Hill, or was it another brand that actually had that aside from the boys in Tennessee have a charcoal oh. filtered label of that? Nature? So I think everything was charcoal filtered. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but uh, so that the, made it more uh, yeah, prominent I, on the label. Th- I, I think it just the I th- sulfur taste and like tannins. I think. I mean, I understand the charcoal I, filtration. I, I think oh. they put Process, it on the lo- saying, right. I think they put it on the label just as like just like hey, marketing. This yeah, is just filtering. yeah, exactly. What well, other brand does that aside from? Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. I, not many, well, not I don't think. Reason, I should say. I just, I think, who was I just talking to? That did, somebody was talking to about that. So the Tennessee well, thing we, that... Because uh, remember when we spent time with Eddie Russell, mm-hmm. he talked about the finishing touches and mm-hmm. how he Made pursue, um, how he came up with Long Branch for, yeah. for McConaughey. So, I mean, I know that's that was the last time charcoal came up in mm. a conversation that we both were. So, do you guys the, filter anything at your company? Uh, we do um, lightly. It's basically through p- activated charcoal paper filters. Oh, okay. It's it's just pumped through it. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, which is a bit. We do a with, chill filter, with, yeah. With craft whiskey for sure. Yeah. Um, chill filtering is pretty expensive. Not a lot of uh, people do it other than the big guys, and it sounds like uh, Star Wars too, which mm. is interesting. Um, the tennis. Yeah, the Tennessee filtering uh, that Wilson's alluding to. Yeah, that's called the Lincoln process. Lincoln. Should we and call Ian up and see if he wants to come down and talk about that? <laughs> Was he talking about it before? Well, well, yeah, on his episode? Yeah, well, I mean, because, yeah, it, he represents a Tennessee whiskey. Oh, yeah. right. Did he talk about the Lincoln process yeah, at all? Yeah, oh, okay, and He cool. lives on the street, too. We could have him Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, did he, uh, he mentioned, too, that it was most likely invented by a slave, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Uh, to summarize, we went full in past episode. No, okay, we cool. That was a long time ago. Okay. That was like our oh, fifth or seventh episode. Yeah, that was a long time That was a good one, though. Just me and him were chatting. That one uh, got deep. Stop, deep. Stop, stop this episode right now and go listen to some good episodes. I suggest. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that's going to happen. Ian from, <laughs> Ian from Uncle Nearest, uh, Jamie Duffy, uh, listened to that episode. Sam was a lot of Sam fun. Sam was a great episode. Yeah. Brett I like from. Brett, Brett last week yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, Brett, definitely. Uh, we're gonna, yeah, Brett's going to be back on the podcast, too, um, with one of his bosses next month. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've known him for two years, yeah. pretty much since, like, day one of with Blum Brothers, and I had no idea his baseball connection. That was super cool. I never really thought about that. I know. Yeah. I know. You know, you know like, what we well, never asked him? If well, he played ball. I was assuming oh, yeah. he just did, but yeah. Just, no, um, yeah. he just. No, like he said he played uh, polo and. Oh, he was a swimmer. Polo. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. swimmer. Yeah, so. Was it water polo? Yeah, or yeah. He said he was a big I swimmer and water polo, polo player. In the suburbs of Chicago on the horses, but maybe <laughs> I'm. Maybe could be, could be, no, no, could no. Be that's wrong. a good point. <laughs> oh yeah, so I me mean, and we just now got lacrosse. It's bougie out there, but not that bougie. Me and my chums would play polo at the club on the weekends, and then. Yeah. Um, no, and that's, that's the guy, like, you just scratch the surface in that conversation yeah. after 20 no years kidding. of being in the yeah. industry. Yeah. Working There's from so, so many different more, angles sure. in there. Yeah. And yep. what, what I really appreciate him the most. Right now, actually. How's he? Shout out to Brett. He, uh, cool he adapts enjoy. the time so well. I mean, he's, like we talked about before we turn the mics on, yeah. is that you kind of have the brand builds in a different way other than just in the bar. And yeah, definitely. Through social media, through whatever it may be, reaching yeah. out to bloggers and writers yeah. mm-hmm. and all those kind of people and those kind of outlets, which... Everything's important, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, anything where you can get face value and you can get attention to your brand in a positive yep. way, why not Sam do it? Sam touched on that as well. For sure. Yeah. Like, all I, avenues are important. Yeah. Right. I think one of the tough things, too, when you work for a small company and there's so much... There's so much of a premium placed on like mm. every minute that you spend like working yeah. during the week. It's like ha- one thing that um, me and uh, Wilson and Jake talk a lot about is uh, like how do you measure return on investments with some of these events and yeah. like appearances and stuff, especially during the summer when mm. when we're busy with those. Yeah, when it's like all super event driven. Yeah. yeah, our weekends are consumed by that. So true. I, I think where I start is too. So after you know, a Saturday event, a Saturday tasting, whatever it may be. On Sunday, obviously, there's nothing to do um, during, mm-hmm. during for our industry, mm-hmm. for the most part, unless you have some rare event. Yeah. So it's your day. It's your, it's your definite day off. Unless, it's your sure. definite day off. Yeah, uh, correct. That's your um, day off, for sure. But then you're like, do I take Monday off, too? Because I don't get a, you know, a full weekend, or yeah. how do I... I was going through that yesterday, yeah. where I was dead tired. I had some early meetings, um... Did some work in the morning, mm-hmm. a little work in the afternoon, right. and all of a sudden you realize it's like five o'clock at night. And you're like, okay, well, I did some work, and I could do more. I could go to an event tonight if I want to, if I choose mm-hmm. to, yeah, and hang out at this bar till ten thirty at night. But I also have had one day off in the last ten days, right? And, mm-hmm. and then your wife comes home and is like, "You can take days off. You know that, right?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I think you know, and, and but to to touch on that, I think. Um, it's not an industry standard as far because I don't know how everyone else goes about their, their yeah. weeks, but usually Friday is your admin day. Mm-hmm. You know, you get Typically. your reports started and or finished and your, your expenses and so on and so forth. And then so that's day one of two, the second being Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Friday, unless you have an appointment or you're really out there, you know, you're doing that. But you're working, but in an administrative aspect of things. Sure. But for me, I have found um, that... If you split it up that way, you kind of lose momentum. Yeah, that's true. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. You lose momentum in that. You know, like, for instance, uh, Sunday is our definite day off. Yesterday being Monday, you know, 
I did my admin stuff, got my my re- report, so on and so forth, and all that. And then I went. My distributor was having a uh, agave uh, showing mm. um, in their space. Now, what business do I have in an agave showing? Uh, plenty. I mean, You're I, <laughs> I mean, think about it. What do we always want to do when we go out into the market? We want to meet buyers, right? Right. I mean, how, what a better place to meet up to 15 to 20 buyers in one shot. You yeah, know, for sure. In an afternoon. So I posted good... up there all week. Yep. I mean, all day. But aside from that, the market is just saturated with everybody. Mm-hmm. And you're going through the whole, you know, uh, going here, going there, Definitely. waiting your turn. Yeah. Your Monday, if you get two, maybe three in, that was that's a, pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. A lot of so, more I mean, pre-planned already meetings, destinations. Or pre-planned, yeah. yeah. But how often are those on Mondays? Depends who the manager is when their schedule is going on. Because come Tuesday, Wednesday is delivery day. Right. Uh, I've, Monday, too, a lot of restaurant guys take Sunday, Monday off. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. At least, so, at least the guys yeah. you want to talk to. That's the a right. very good point, and too. And ladies. But, yeah, very uh, good point. I, I, I struggle with this, too. I, I take, if I'm tired, you know, I'll take a lot of half days. Mm-hmm. You know, but even then, like, so this week is a, the past couple of weeks are a great example because I had an event uh, on Friday, like afternoon this past week. And then I had uh, a, another uh, event that was soccer related as well, Sunday morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, so I had Saturday off and then I had Sunday where I'm kind of tired. So I take a half day or I just start late tomorrow and then i'm pretty much working through until next monday so it's like i I worked i was still plugged in how much of a rest is that really for my brain and my bones like ultimately like i feel like if if you're into if you're into a big run-up of work you should be a little smarter than that and you know say like okay Mm -hmm. i i worked last Sunday at three. Now I'm going to not work until Tuesday morning. So I'm not going crazy, you know? So I, I'm, what I, so to say, cause you guys are both like, what is his thesis statement here? Mm-hmm. I feel like even like a half day or an admin day, I still feel like you should try to avoid those. If you're, if you're feeling like you need a day off. Oh, you know, those the admin, even the yeah, admin aspect yeah, of just it like take a, yeah, really gotta schedule yourself like. Well, that's a f- kind of what I off. do with it too. Good, yeah, yeah. You know, like that. I plan. I mean, I already have my pre-planned appointments, but mm-hmm. then like ride with and everything or mm-hmm. spot places. I mean, I get that all going on Monday, mm-hmm. and then I obviously either execute that very same day because sometimes you get that opportunity, and then obviously the week ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get back to the point of the initial question was the return on investment. Oh, yeah. 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 So, Which, uh, yes. I think they, just I to go, it's, just to it's go immediate back real when quick. We do yeah, real quick. I think that relates to so many people. Premise, I should say. That mm-hmm. relates to so many people outside this industry, too, is a balance of work life to. Um, oh, for sure. He- healthy mental life. <laughs> yeah, no, um, just to kind of like go back into that because we have listeners that aren't in this industry. So, yeah. this is related back to everybody in that point. It's hard to find that balance. Um, it is. And I'm, sh- and I'm shitty at it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think all three of us, in a way, are workaholics. Yeah. Um, we d- we feel like if we're not doing anything, we're failing ourselves and our company somehow. Yeah, um, yeah. absolutely. Super th- healthy, right? And it's not like the <laughs> way this industry works for uh, a lot of people don't know is if you're working for a larger, um, well-known brand, 
a lot of things are kind of already set up for you. You just need to go in and hit the pavement and mm-hmm. walk in there, and people know who you are. And yeah. the you're, orders you're the bowling ball, and you have you know ten pins. All you have to do yeah. is kind of knock them. What over we have to do as much. smaller brands is go into places that have never heard of us or have we're, a brief we're try- understanding of who we are. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to hit a seven ten split, yeah, or we're like <laughs> fucking it up so that the yeah. uh, distribution company has to hit the seven ten split to come in. Like perfect example, <laughs> make the sale is in. my uh, Saturday this last. Saturday, I was uh, doing a tasting at like one of our favorite places, and people are so nice, and the customer service is great, and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And I come in to do a staff training before my demo there, and um, like, oh, yeah, we've been looking forward to trying this. Um, when do we get it in? And I'm like, you, <laughs> it's in, it's in, baby. <laughs> You've uh, you actually sold four of the six bottles over there, um, and it's, not, it's, it's, it's just they're so overwhelmed with products too. The way the customer right. walks in and sees so many, the shelf so overwhelming yeah. as well. Um, so it's relatable from the standpoint of people who are working in those liquor stores, the people that are also sure. shopping those liquor stores. And I understand it too, because yeah. I'm standing around looking around like, where the hell did this brand come from? Where did that come from? Yeah. No kidding. Um, but get back oh. to my original point. I'll send screenshots to the brothers and be like, because they're a little plugged mm. in more to like the new distilleries popping yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. And I'll be like, who are these guys? Yeah. And they'll be like, I don't know, shrugging emoji. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> leave me alone. And leave, leave me alone, <laughs> a weird Chicago we guy. fired you a while ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're still, you're still minute, here. Why are you contacting He's still excellent on the payroll, actually. <laughs> They'll um, fix the glitch. <laughs> eventually. No, but it just goes back to that everyone's overwhelmed in their lives when it comes to work and yeah. you know, hanging out with family and doing all that and taking time for yourself to be uh, in a healthy mindset and physically healthy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I, for me personally, I sleep with my work, so I wake up in the middle of the night <gasps> I forgot to do that. Oh, even yeah. I, I, and I hate that. I've never, I, I wasn't like that till you know, last few years of my life, but I think it's because I care about what I do. And it's uh, it's the pervading feeling like, uh, or prevailing, pervading is not a word, prevailing feeling like it's Sunday night and you haven't started your homework yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that I have that same feeling even now. Yeah. Um, I, I have it, uh, in this job a lot. And then I would have it in restaurants when I still had to make a schedule for mm-hmm. my yeah. servers yeah. and <laughs> bartenders. And I was like, yeah, I hope yeah. they all get enough money this week. Yeah. yeah. So we're, I mean, we're not, we're not trying to complain because we love our jobs. Um, oh, I'm complaining. And we love the industry we work <laughs> in, but it is a relatable standpoint, but then they get back to the original point where we wanted to talk about was what is the uh, return on our investment? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, think about that, though, Mm -hmm. because that question can go two different directions. Yeah. There's a fork in that world. Yeah, and I think return on investments can definitely come back to work-life balance because you want to make sure that... That is correct. You know, your um, your, uh, deficit in the life part of that balance is, like, (laughs) bearing fruits. But, um, yeah, I mean, so for for us, um, a lot of... uh, kind of my nuts and bolts schedule, I'll try to do, you know, one in-store liquor store tasting a week. Of course. And that's like, I think the best way to get a return on investments, I mean, obviously, you know, because you're uh, tasting people out and you're hoping that they buy your bottle right there and then, and then you can literally just watch them yeah. buy a bottle, yeah. you know? I mean, so that's, that, an, that's immediate. Right. But the thing is, like, how, how many of those can... Uh, you really do before you kind of, I, I don't know, it's tough because some sometimes the uh, like in-store tastings can be all or nothing, you know? 
Like you can either sell like six bottles or sell nothing in, in three hours. True. It's tough, that's you know. Very true, and it's not on us either. It's just no, that's happens to be the weird day. Totally, I'm like taking, the, but as ambassadors, we also know we also know the possible. What do you call it? Um, we we know the factors yeah, that can go I, into yeah, go. having yeah, a bad like right tasting. Now, it's August. Sure. People are getting ready for back to school. Right. So the summer drinking season is essentially almost pretty much over. Yeah, definitely. Now, the summer activities aren't until Labor Day. Yeah. But, I mean, for those who are getting ready to go either back to school, have children are going back to school. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're up against uh, larger brands that are just now closing their fiscal year. You know, so... Jake, how's it going, buddy? You know, it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Jacob's doing. Totally. He's, just, uh, he's like setting up mini cams. He's doing a... Uh, <laughs> are we going live? <laughs> or are you just doing a video? Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's just... I, 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 plan it out. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. I think you say like the in-store tastings. Um, that's just... That's, that's our bread and butter. Yeah. yeah. Period. Just to get, even just to get a few bottles even off the shelf. Even just to get a bottle or two. Yeah. Bottles. I mean, even you know, Brett taught, you know, touched on that mm. a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, one bottle. You're so grateful because I'm yeah. like, all right, one bottle. Yeah. But I think the return on investment has to be looked at both ways in a sense where the return on the investment on us individually mm-hmm. by our proper distilleries, because this is truly taking a. Not a big chunk, but an amount of money from their operating budget mm-hmm. to have us out there yeah. doing such. Right. Building brand, awareness, yeah. engagement, education, so on and so right. forth. So in our our jobs aren't guaranteed year to year. Because if they find that Wait, the yeah. amount... No, no. Pr- <laughs> prove it, proven by me, you who's know. apparently already been fired. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, according I mean, to Will. Yeah. They, they, they give us the, the annual salary and whatever yeah. incentives, then it, but at the end of the you year... You guys are getting like, paid. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's one thing. That, yeah. you know, I know I am. But it's like, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It's like, at the end of the year, they can easily say, you know, that investment that we're making, we're not really getting anything oh, back yeah. from it. Oh, yeah. That's tough. So yeah. is it really worth our return, our, mm-hmm. our, our investment to seek such re- yeah. returns? Yeah. So, yeah, that's and interesting. And that's a decision well, that they make on yeah. an individual basis. I mean, as I think for, this is like a quick, like, um, anecdote to kind of answer that question is that I did a tasting at a liquor store two Saturdays ago, I think, and it was it's a small neighborhood liquor store that took on our bottles, which we were mm-hmm. absolutely appreciated of. Absolutely, and they've sold one bottle over like I don't know how many months, um, a couple of months. That happens. Yeah, that happens with new yeah. products. And but so I finally got a tasting on the books, you know, because they're always booked. And going there on a Saturday night happens to be the weekend of Lollapalooza. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a Cubs game going yeah. on. And there's was this, this in Chicago, too? Yeah, it was in yeah. Chicago. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go from 6 to 8 on a Saturday and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I think I sold one bottle, maybe. and But it was worth it, like, bitten face with all their uh, managers, all right. the people yeah. that are there. Totally. Because they're, yeah. they're all there on a Saturday night. And there. at least, you, like, you know, you laugh, you have some conversations, and you build that support right. with the actual store and knowing those people, getting to know those people yeah. and that's, they get to know you too. That's huge because ultimately um, we're there for three hours, maybe once a 
quarter, twice a quarter. Maybe twice. At the yeah. Least, yeah. But um, those employees are there five days a week. Exactly. You know, so Correct. they have to, they have to just like we're selling ourselves, mm-hmm. not just the bottles mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. bag. But the, the 28th episode in a row that came up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> good. That should be, <laughs> yeah, that's like no, the most important part exactly of what we do. Is, yeah. um, but uh, so that the um, store employees are selling us too. You know, just like well, true, true. Because if you, I mean, you stand out, but it, you know, it's just tough. You know, yeah, because you can't determine the the traffic, right? But then there's also the return on investment in those larger events that we take part of. Where oh yeah, the re, the investment that we are taking is actual product and time, right? So there are a couple events yeah. like that. So we're talking about events where maybe like. Eight to like a several dozen producers are yeah. under one tent. Yeah, just a large, call it a glorified whiskey tasting. Totally. And then mm-hmm. um, for some of these, you know, world of whiskey, um, it's not just a big investment on the customer's part because they're paying, you know, 80 bucks for a ticket. But also some of these events will charge the supplier to participate. To participate, correct. Yeah. Um, not all of them. I, no. think that's, I think that's kind of... The exception to the rule there nowadays. Is. Every once in a while, they'll, they'll like try five something. to like five to one free events to pay yeah, events, but exactly. um, they do it. They're they are out there. Um, so, and those come up every once in a while, and I struggle with agreeing to do those because it's such a time investment, and I'm using so much product. And I'm not sure if I'm getting through to. Yeah. Well, I I think there's 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 two points to that. Mm -hmm. Well, two things that I've observed to that. Yeah. Uh, Yes, you're right. There's additional time and product. Um, What point one is the attendees when they Mm -hmm. purchase these tickets that range anywhere between thirty to fifty dollars for two and a half hour tasting. Are not reading everything pop properly, or they're just—it's not communicated at all. In a sense, we're like, I'm going to go in here and get as many shots as I can possibly yeah, right. have. Where this is going to get drunk, tasty. I'm going right. to get all fucked up. I'm going to get you know, get my groove on, whatnot. I'm going to get you know, pregame. And I whatnot. always get my groove on. <laughs> yeah. We know you it's know? really unfortunate. So when the people come up to us, they get their quarter round samples legally. Is what we pour. They're like, wait, what's what's this? I'm like, it's a tasting. You're here to taste. You're not here to get drunk. You know, right. you're not drinking. Right. You're tasting. Right, right. So that's where the return on investment question comes up a lot more, I think, amongst us. Definitely. So after doing one of those, how do we gauge that? Yeah. One of the things that we can possibly do, which I know that I, I, I try to do as much as possible, is ask people, where you where do you live? Where are you coming from? Yeah, that's big. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or if they're asking me, hey, where do you sell this? If right. they initiate that question first and so on and so forth. But that's not a conversation that happens Poor after poor because people, as mentioned, right. people are either there to drink or they're yeah. there to get educated. Uh, sometimes, you know, I, I think you get like a good, like good FaceTime with a potential yeah. customer, like one out of like three or four sure. people. I agree with that. But then there are some events that, um, and I'm not being rude here, like I'll just say it, like some events, like it's all just a money making thing so that. Um, the organizers, their staff will come around and be like, hey, hurry it up. You know, we have a line of people, you know, so they want you to not talk. Mm. <laughs> I, I've had a few. Yeah, I'm like, hey, they're like, wait, we need to get people through. We need to get the flow going. I've had that at a, a couple events mm-hmm. um, that I uh, won't return to. And it's ultimately like, 
And it sucks because, like, the only person who could possibly lose something from that is me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but are you really losing? Something? That's a thing. That's where the return. Uh, uh, that's where it's so hard working on the return on investment thing. Because yeah. conceivably, no. But mm-hmm. if I spend four hours at one of these events where everyone's getting drunk, you know, and I'm pouring off a lot of product or whatever, and I'm tired, and I could be at home, you know, w- watching my baby stack the little rings on the little pole, <laughs> yeah. which he's getting really good at. Like I could be watching that. But if someone is taking the, just one person is taking my information to heart and going out to Benny's next time and buying a bottle, yeah, right near by it's it the, right it, yeah. right, it's totally, it's, it's just as good, yeah. theoretically, as me doing that same tasting yeah. at a liquor store. I agree. I, I mean, agree. it's tough. Because even the, even the steps that you, if, if one takes, you know, even after that event, like on Monday or end or Sunday, you know, Monday most likely or Tuesday where you mm-hmm. call, you know, like, well, a lot of people mention this sort of area in town. Let me see, you know, let me call or let me go by at least as far as, you know, those particular retailers that we have partnerships with and ask, hey, was there an uptick in, in totally. sales? Yeah. You know, they're like, yeah, actually we did sell like two, maybe a or maybe three or maybe four or yeah, actually we're reordering now. Cause yeah. We flew off the shelf. Yeah. That's ideal. So, you know, but we're, so we do a lot of events. Um, yeah, I mean, like our big event food. season's coming up, right? Right. Well, our more, I feel like I th- we're kind of already in it. Yeah, but we're in, we're yeah. in that <laughs> realm, but I think more that's that will speak volumes to the ROI. We hope. You know, yeah. question is coming up. Come yeah. September. September. October. Yeah. We've seen a lot of these events, whiskey events, open up in the last seven, eight years. Yeah. Um, yeah but we've also seen a lot of them fold. Too, um, True. and here and there, not a lot, but w- one and done. Yeah, There's one and some done. D- one and done um, events for sure. Two years and done. Maybe like success in one market, open up a couple secondary markets, and mm-hmm. they kind of just go back to one market. That's Do you true. think that more events will expand? Um, expand in what regard? Be created, or even the events that exist now will also kind of expand into more markets. Because I've had two events now cancel that I've already paid for this year. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's had, that's nationally or national. We events. had one that's like internet, like yeah. from Canada to, to the states that canceled on us. No you, shit. But if you look at like the wow. whiskey yeah. lives across the world, they're expanding. I mean, we're in all yeah. across the U.S., Paris, London, uh, Japan, all that. You know, it's kind of just keep going and going and yeah. growing because the market for drinkers is growing, and growing, and it is. But I believe these these events as they I are either long-standing events, which we all take a part in every year, Indie Spirits, Expo. Mm-hmm. Our beloved know, Indie Spirits. Are, you know, more geared to um, Star Wars was not on the first posting of Brand Presented. <laughs> Neither was me. And I paid Neither for it already. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie. Thank you for the English lesson. Oh. Yeah, we can talk to Jamie about uh, that. You know. Well, can we? Cause yeah, she's not here. Well, we can, call her up. You can just put send her, her a quick <laughs> little message. You know, we should call her up. And put her you on. Know, put but, a microphone in front of the phone. But oh, I think. Oh my gosh, she, she'd be so mad at us. That's geared towards. Yeah, us. that's geared. Yeah, that's yeah, more yeah. for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. And then there are some. And if you really look at all the ones that are either coming back for mm. you know whatever their annual stop or newly uh, developed or created, I should say. Who are they targeting? Because the ticket prices right. tell you everything. Oh, totally. <clears throat> yeah, they do. That's the thing. In the ticket price, the higher ticket, ticket prices, the higher prices us um, to take part in. Well, typically, maybe. Sometimes, I mean, maybe. you have those. Uh, 
I, I, I don't, can you bleep stuff if I say like an event that like shouldn't be talked about? But, um, no, just yeah. say it. like the old crow, the events at yeah. Old Crow, those happen like three times a year and they're free for suppliers, but old they crow? cost like 30 bucks or something. Oh, they're yeah. 20, 50, yeah. it might be lower. It might be like 15 bucks to attend or if something you, like you, that. If you buy tickets early enough, oh, yeah. Oh, for customers, yeah, yeah. for customers, yeah. you can get as cheap as $20. And then the players, the player point. social. Mm-hmm. So I've never, I've never done those events. We, d- we Player did. social, I've garnered a lot of uh, business from. Personally. You, you did the, I, I personally did, have. We both you did, did Concrete the, Cowboy Two months ago, two months ago, and, and then Wilson, well, the you did the no, no you, I, I didn't do that. I've never done a player social event before, and you, but okay. you did the lake thing too. I did, yeah, that we did, did went really well, right? Yeah. The, the beachfront, the, the beachfront event at Shore Club, yeah, that's yeah. through Chicago Twenty One, okay. Yeah. And I got a twist Shore Club, yeah, uh, which we've both done we've three both done events, three times, and right we've been. Hopefully they don't hear this. We haven't paid anything. <laughs> so they might, I think they're free. I think no, for so no. there, there's some that you pay. Some of the oh, uh, yeah. sponsors pay. Oh, that's it. So you get a bigger they, portion of the marketing. I have. I don't think. Don't know. I don't know. They no. have, they have a, maybe a little know. bigger of a table, but we have enough room for a, a banner. We have enough room for a tablecloth. Oh, then who gives a, full, a shit? Exactly. Why would yeah. anyone pay? Like both Wilson and I did. We've did some, <laughs> we did, done Sangria Fest did Sangria twice there. Twice. Oh yeah. yeah. We are the only brands there representing with an actual employee. The rest of it is at the shore <laughs> clubs, um, waiters and waitresses pouring for other brands. So, it, no, but the brand is in within the sangria and or the cocktail. And, and but but there's also place. no brand representation. But there's not a representative. So I mean, like no no real branding. Like there's no tablecloths. Oh. There's no banners. There's like oh, oh this is weird. there's a cocktail on um, yeah. menu on the table saying what what it is. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Exactly. So what, some some brands did have some tablecloths mm-hmm. that were the sponsor sponsors. But at the same time, they can't talk to anybody from the company. They can't ask, yeah. hey, what is in this? What whiskey is? What whiskey is in this? Is, what, what I mean, is in uh, oh, man, Brown Foreman, Beam Suntory, listen up here. Uh, yeah, Sazerac Incorporated. Beam Suntory, you pay for half Sazerac of the department. Sazerac Incorporated usually yeah. has a representative there. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's just a matter of yeah. the you actual get, event. Yeah. You, you, you guys, I'm going to talk directly to them. Beam gave the girls t shirts last time I was there. Well, that's pouring. something. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you I'm going to talk directly to those big three. You got to have like someone who knows their shit. I don't mm. care if it's uh, 1099 or <laughs> whatever, but you have to have someone who's not just pouring mm. stuff into a glass. You got to have someone who knows I their think stuff because so. yeah. people uh, that makes a big impact. I, I just know oh, it. Absolutely, I just know it. You you got to have yeah. someone who knows their stuff. And from a selfish standpoint too, it makes us all look bad. When you go to a table, two, two tables of people that have no idea what they're talking about, yeah. they just pour you, have a pretty we're face, if you're a boy or a girl. Thanks. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't even have the pretty faces. No. no. I wear a Phantom of the Opera mask oh, most of the time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so um, many burns. But, but it, here's the thing. My Phantom uh, of the Opera f- mask covers the fi- part of my face not covered in scars. <laughs> I'm about to get my dog a microphone to talk. Why would, I, way, why would fa- I protect... If you, if you hear a fainting bark in the background this whole entire episode, it is not my dog. It is the neighbor's dog that won't shut up, and I'm pretty sure my neighbors <sighs> yeah. leave their dog alone for like days at a time. That's so no. sad. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, they do, dude. Let's I mean, well, I don't know that before. It's all just not stopped barking shared, for the last yeah. hour and a half. I'm going to go rescue that dog. I'll be right back. Well, they're probably at work today, <laughs> but I feel like on the weekends they leave their dog alone. I'll be right back. Hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> um, but I agree. Everyone should have a representative. Yeah, I mean, because if you go to a t- either t- paid for through a third party that knows your shit, or yeah. at least somebody. I mean, because I actually. I did that. That's how I started at Coval was just doing that. And I had an interest yeah. in whiskey, so I could at least talk about whiskey, right. and I wanted to learn about the brand, so you Correct. know a little bit. Know, at least you know something so, about it, even if you're not a full time employee. There's so many knowledgeable whiskey people out there, especially yeah. in this city, where you can have people that represent your brand in a very fashionable way, not from a yeah. look standpoint and it's from an actual knowledge standpoint. Yeah, I'm back. The locks were too strong. Too yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> um, Andy, and even if people, bless you, Andy, Jim Peach, Jim Peach, um, e- even if you're not an expert in whiskey, like I'm not an expert in pretty much everything. And that includes whiskey, but no. you can tell someone's, malaise and boredom by what they're doing mm. from a mile away. Three seconds, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> um, at the um, the Midwest Whiskey Tasting uh, tent at the Taste of Lincoln oh, Avenue yeah. the other day, there was an extremely, extremely bored employee of one of the producers. And my wife, who's not an expert, uh, her friend Anne, not an expert. They were there for like four seconds, and they were like, "Check out that lady. She's bored as hell." Damn it, it took her. It. <laughs> I will not have you badmouth Anne on this podcast. <laughs> um, but they, uh, I, it was, and I just, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know." And the last thing I want to do is agree with that sentiment, especially about a Midwest producer. Yeah. you know, that's like talking. To, practically my cousin at this point, you know, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, man, I agree. Yeah. yeah so, um, but, but there are some worthy events. You, you oh, mentioned yeah. players. Um, mm-hmm. the guy that, that actually puts those together, Ike, shout out to Ike. Yeah, um, good dude. He, Dwight Eisenhower. No. Okay. Got definitely it. Not. All right, cool. Um, Asked and answered, I guess. He's dead. <laughs> what? He's passed. Oh, the only now. thing that I can do to deal with my grief is go try to rescue that dog again. I'll be right back. <laughs> but he he runs a good show, you know, yeah. and a, to a point where it's just not a show. He's his him especially because he's involved from beginning to end, before and after. His staff is on point, mm. um, and we actually get data from him. Yeah, that's a cool part. Yeah, we actually get these are at the end of it. He'll send you a spreadsheet. This is what we got in. This is how many people came in. Here's a survey that we took. Here are the answers to that survey. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is it, is it, you know, does it tell us how many people are going to go buy? No, but it would tell us how many people really enjoyed those brands. Yeah. And would they come back again? You know, it's obviously more for their use, but it actually helps us. Hey, we touched a couple people, yeah. maybe a dozen, and they're going to go out and buy our shit. So, you know, again, now it's on us to do our due diligence. It sucks because now it just adds to the <laughs> already line, you know, list to do. Just what we want to do: dive into another uh, yeah. Excel spreadsheet yeah, <laughs> that we didn't make, and now what are you and we do? have to reformat yeah. it to make it make sense to us. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm back. Correct. That dog did not want to be saved. <laughs> he bit me very hard. That's great. Um, no, but even I like feel with... oddly strange from that bite. Mm. That's because it's almost Almost homoerotic for you. <laughs> I, I was trying to do a whole thing where I was turning into a werewolf, and you guys cut me, cut me off. No, that's not going to happen today. Fair not enough. Today. Okay. That's the miracle in there. 
<laughs> on the next episode, maybe no. me and Tony both get bit by no. Don't say that name. Don't no, say that name no, ever again. No. Uh, no, but back to like Wilson's, uh, when we did the Concrete Cowboy event, I, when we were both working together at Koval, when you do those events, I'm like, why are we doing these events? They're just fast yeah. pours. They're not talking to anybody, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Then I did it for myself, and the crowd was actually really great. It was very, very it, 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 there was only maybe 20% of those kind of people there, where the other 80% were like, I'm going to sit and listen to you talk for five minutes. Yeah. And, and ask on, questions, which I'm sure for every if there's any comedians that listen to this podcast or anybody who's ever done any kind of event that's a very social event, one of the best groups of people I actually had was a bachelorette party. Oh, <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. The girl was extremely knowledgeable of whiskey. She was a scotch drinker. They're like petite 25 year old girls that you would, you that's know, awesome. right off of the first point by looking at them. I've learned not to do that because I have a petite wife who drinks a lot of scotch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I try not to like write anybody off before they come up to me at any standpoint. Yeah. And this girl is asking all about all the right questions. Two of her friends are kind of interested. One's like, I don't know anything about whiskey. This tastes good though. I'm just, I'm just Thank scared. you. Thanks I'm, for I'm right there with you. Yeah. At the Union League Club Whiskey Fest that happens in like May or whatever, yeah. the best questions I got were from people under the age of 30. Yeah, and that's interesting. And we've yeah. been, we were we've been talking like Brett brought that up a lot about how the drinkers under age of thirty two um, is something we have to really build towards because we they need I, to tailor to them. Yeah, I mean like, they're going to bars, but they're also staying at home. They're drinking yep. more. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I see it tasting is the last two weeks, three weeks. That's on the top of my mind where it's fresh. Yeah. There's so many young people coming in and buying whiskey, which is great. It's awesome. It's, it's supporting all of our brands, and it's what made this whole explosion kind of take off on the craft right. level. Right. Um, making even you know products of Japan, Japanese whiskey, I'm sure it's contributing to the allocated items that are happening across the country, yeah, too. Um, the rise of scotch sales, the rise of Irish whiskey, obviously. Um, I'm not sure why I lowered my voice on that one. Irish and, whiskey. And got a little facetious the rise of Irish whiskey. I did have a guy tell me the other day, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm buying some like all unique stuff, and you had three bottles of proper. 12 in his oh totally yeah well uh, yeah that's a uh there's a huge education gap yeah um, for, some, for I mean, some i mean that's part of the game at least that's why whiskey we, it's a yeah, start totally, for us yep, it's, it's at least exactly. a conversation starter for me to like say hey so right. you a conor mcgregor fan or a hundred percent yeah so at least you can kind of go somewhere with it versus yeah. them just buying a bottle of vodka or it, uh, beer i find to be a conversation starter oh, with whiskey oh, but, absolutely but vodka and gin it's hard i mean it's hard i mean certain well chi- i have a vodka and gin so certain gin certain <laughs> yeah. gins are uh no we, we have a gin back in australia too mm. uh but gins i can do a lot more with vodka drinkers and you know uh, yeah, no yeah well it, there's a such brand loyalty mm-hmm. um to clear spirits and then also um, to whiskey drinkers between the ages of maybe 40 and 60. When you get over 35, I would, when you get close really? to 40, I would, yeah, I would yeah. definitely agree with you. Where, I think where you're going anyway. Yeah, but then, but then I, I've had, you know, uh, over 60 or so, like mm-hmm. maybe uh, retired folks are just have their guard down a little bit more. They're just maybe a little more relaxed. Yeah. Um, have I mentioned on the podcast before, my dad's not a huge drinker but but it had always been jack daniels Mm -hmm. um and now and now i uh look in his uh pantry and it's like weller special reserve yeah woodford reserve you know not huge leaps into like where i'd like him to be as a as um an employee of a distillery that sells (laughs) like 100 case of bourbon a month you know so like um not the way that I'd like it, but it's a start, you know, yeah. and he's more interested in it too. Yeah. 
And so, like, uh, and when I go over to his house, he's like, uh, you know, um, can I have more of this? And he shows me a, a, almost empty bottles of uh, Michter's uh, Sour Mash. Really? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, Dad, of course. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a pretty good leap, you know? Definitely. Because it's not part of the big three, and it's, I don't know, it's interesting. No, I used to run distillery tours. I was always amazed about the people in that age range that used to come on the tours and really opening open the stuff I always take a bottle they're the ones that took a bottle home with them most of the time too yeah for sure um, versus mm-hmm. the people that are in their 20s that mm-hmm. they found a group on somewhere yeah and, yeah. <laughs> oh know, just, man yeah taking a taking a bottle home from the tour what juicy sweet profit margins are those um, uh, and I'm just eating them up oh baby we're all getting rich over here I selling don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't know we're so well <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah how, uh, how far away in miles do you think? Star Wars distillery is. I think it's seventy five hundred. <laughs> seventy five. That's so far. Miles. I think that's right. I feel like it was like fourteen thousand mile road tri- round trip or something. You, you'd have to drive back and forth uh, to. Uh, it's got to be more than that, doesn't it? It's got to be. Well, I don't know. You'd have to drive back and forth from here to Galena, like. <laughs> 12 times. I I I, I was walking to the, uh, Evanston's Benny's. Mm-hmm. Benny's Evanston the other night. Yeah. Um for a tasting. Great store, huge. Great store. Oh, yeah. It's wine wine fans are going to love that Ooh, place cuz half that fucking store is best, wine. One of the best beer selections. Really good beer oh, selection and, too. Um, it's a great store. And it's all yeah. whiskey selection too. Mm-hmm. But uh Catherine was doing from Few was doing a tour and she was outside in their alley. Oh yeah. And I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I, was by, I was on the opposite side of the street and I yep. walked by and I'm like I wonder if like they're doing a tour and it happened to be walk by and Catherine's giving it and I wanted to yell across but I'm not sure why I didn't. I should have. You should. Hey, that would have been funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, that's what's Distillery tour is something to miss. Well, I love any yeah. kind of attention, so I would have a hundred percent. How would you know? You never gave interjected. it. You ever give a distillery tour? Absolutely. What I've, once? You filled in for me. I filled in for you at least three times. At least three times. You know, my uh, uh, one of my best <laughs> high school times. friends' is mom used to work at Koval. But I also really? did it, Mrs. On the... Perna. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Do you remember uh, Perna? Perna. Perna. Yeah. That's Laura Perna. Name. Laura Perna. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you're saying <laughs> yeah, Laura making Perna, things yeah. awkward again. She did well, all the Macy's mean? tastings. She did all the Friday, oh, okay. Friday tastings at, at Macy's. There you go. Mm. There you go. Uh, I wasn't so, involved with that. So. Uh, my friend, who it, that's his mom, Mike Perna. He's a dentist now. Mm. So I'll text him all my weird uh, teeth-related questions. Mm. For instance, what a teeth tastes like. Can I get all my adult teeth pulled out and replaced oh, with baby teeth? Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Can I get my cavities filled with just anything? Do you write this shit down? There's yeah, no... and my text the mic, asking you... these weird questions. Or Do you, you really? mean? Th- Do you really? Yeah, of course. That's hilarious. You're, you're weird. <laughs> but does anything really stick around in my brain for long? Maybe no. that's your question. No, Probably not really. Not. It's all fleeting. It's just, uh, just yeah, it's, it's um, top of the rough. I'm gonna go try to get that dog. <laughs> oh, oh here's a question. Okay, here's a question. Uh, a whiskey-related question. Oh, thank God. Hard to believe. Um, <laughs> as a brand who's seen popularity and success if you can actually put that in a numeric stance based on secondary market sales with now the closure of (laughs) Instagram and Facebook market sales. We were talking about, you guys uh, were talking about. What's what's the conversation been for Blom Brothers? Uh, You know, it hasn't, there, I mean. Because you guys aren't seeing the money from that, obviously. uh, Kind of. I mean, you know, here's the thing, like. You don't see any of that money. You're not, no one's paying you guys. No one gets that money. So, 
Okay, so here's what I'll, I'll say. Some very dedicated fans like, here's a hundred dollar tip. Yeah. <laughs> here's what I'll here's say. Here's what I'll say about yeah. um, uh, secondary market and Blumbros. Uh, Matt and Mike had been involved with Scotch trading like on Facebook before it was called like the secondary market mm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, same thing with me. I'd be been really big into uh, a whiskey and rum sample trading like before like the secondary market really became a thing. Mm. Okay. So. I've had my f- finger on the pulse of this for like longer than Old Fangled had been popular. So w- really when it comes down to it, like I saw all of that secondary market activity as a net good, okay. even without Blum Brothers being a part player in it. Copy that. Um, like a sought after product in it. I saw it as like, hey, we're all becoming more interested in whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a very like small piece of the pie. Um, like a very narrow um, uh, volume of bottles that are being made in the United States. It's still like a net good, I think. Okay. So um, our source stuff, you know, the MGP stuff, and we ta- I've talked about it on my episode and the Blum brothers talked about it on their episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it took off about a year ago. Um, ultimately, again, like... Um, it's, it's a net good. People are being more interested in it and it definitely did drive sales, but at the same time, um, we're not artists. We're not, you know, painting, you know, landscapes. We want people to drink the stuff. Like it's a product to be consumed. So yeah, I mean, when I see a bottle, when I saw, see a bottle that retailed at 80 bucks going for $300, I'm like, well, that's not its use. You know, I, quite frankly, it, it, it does, like, prickle me just a little bit, but... Prickle you in what, in what regard, though? Like, um, that you're not seeing any of the additional... Uh, I, I, I just... I, no, I just want people to enjoy it, because I enjoy it so much. And that's, you know... I mean, ultimately, when it leaves when it leaves our hands, like, whatever, you know, to put it... Drink it with, you know, 10 to 1 Coca-Cola to bourbon. Sure. Like, who gives a shit? But it's like... Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that we're not getting of it. That's a thing too. Now that I talk talk it out loud. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the fact that you're not getting that much in return for it, but then yeah. once it leaves your hands, as you just said, whatever, whatever. And, and I do think that I do believe that as well. Landscape art. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Jake <laughs> just went to another room and came back with a photo a f- a f- a photog photograph. Photog. <laughs> a framed photograph. It's a painting. It, that's a painting? Yeah. Well, good job, Jake. It looks very nice. It's a photograph. Because fuck. <laughs> it's a photograph. Tricked again! Just like that dog in the other apartment. Anybody want it for free? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Okay. Is that the one that you're giving away? I'm giving away a lot of things. <laughs> you're giving away a lot of things, huh? <laughs> like my virgin bottle. <laughs> um, so, with the secondary... The secondary market definitely propelled interest in the brand a lot. Yeah. But ultimately, and here's here's another thing, the people who trade and sell stuff and buy stuff on the secondary market is still such a small subsection of bourbon drinkers total Correct. that it's not anything that I can would ever be able to rest my laurels on. No. I no, got you no, got to no. keep the you got to keep your focus on like all right, so the um, secondary market has pretty much caused the old fangle to be allocated. It's yeah. caused the absent to be allocated, the rye to be allocated. Fine. Now, let's get it to the stores that are actually moving through the rest of the, our stuff mm-hmm. at a good volume that we, you know, I know believe in the brand, and then they can sell it, you know, to, to their customer base, you yeah. know. 
Um, and that's all, like making sure we have the right channel for it to reach, reach a right, wider part of it. Because yeah. if someone's buying like a case of the a four-year-old bourbon to be able to buy a case of the old fangled, then they're going to sell the old fangled, and then our regular bourbon is just going to sit there on the on yep. the on the shelf collecting dust, and that's not the situation we want to be in because no, totally it cheapens not. the brand, right? Yeah, because though that secondary market was, we're talking maybe maybe a hundred thousand people in the states, maybe a little more than oh, that too. Man, I I gotta think it's less. Some of those groups are pretty large. Yeah, but some the biggest ones only had like forty to fifty thousand people in yeah, them. Yeah, I guess how many of those groups are there? There's know. a couple, uh, but, three. Yeah, and, and those three are, those had the same yeah, and those had the same true. people in it. And then there, were, I think there are a well, lot of at, passive uh, members in those groups yeah. who just were curious okay. about it. But, I think uh, how many people stand outside of Benny's in the fall, waiting for bottles yeah. and lines when releases come out? And that's just Chicago. That's a good point. And that's just and that's and that's, that's, what I'm that's, saying. that's where thir- are that's, you That's thirty Benny's. No, I, I agree with you though because that's still a small, very small amount of bourbon drinkers overall. Because of those bourbon drinkers that have absolutely no idea, yeah, you're supposed to wait for Pretty that. Good. That was special. Um, the bourbon drinkers that are <laughs> going and buying a handle of of Jim or Jack, or not with not bourbon, but whiskey in general. Um, they're going to the store every time, and those are the people you want to try to eventually get to right. because, hey, like you're coming to the store every week, yes. and you're buying some kind of whiskey. Maybe it's only a $25, See, maybe it's only a $30 whiskey. Those are the people we want. Exactly. We have other people special, are definitely yeah. explorers of whiskey when it comes to the secondary market, and those are the people we also want to get in there because yeah. they want to try something new, something different. Yeah. But at the same time, they're only looking for that special reserve allocated item where – for most of the time. Yeah, and we talked about it last week too, Sam, where, you know, there's certain uh, stores around here that they, if they monitor your purchases and if you come in oh, asking yeah. for it, they'll, yeah, absolutely. They, they can do it. If they know your name by the frequency of you coming into those stores, they'll check you out and they might have the bottle in the back, but they're not going to sell it to you because that's, they know that's all you're coming in for. You know, you're going to resell it. You're not trying to actually drink it. You're just trying to make more money off of them. Is that their right though? I I think so. Yeah. I like that. You so, give away your right once you give up your information. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I think. Okay, but for them to profile you that way, not profile. I mean, they're profiling your it's, orders. It's a voluntary profile. It's a. It's a I, I agree with your, you. Your 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 habitual your your habit But it's but it's a buying. but it's a profile that you're uh, giving away voluntarily. Yeah. You so sign I up think, for their card. So my my signing up for okay, yeah. this particular rewards program. Yeah. Allows them to Absolutely. flag me. I'm sure it's probably in but the agreement. I you, think if you really read it, well, if we really read it, I don't know if they can even like say like you can't so resell I bottles. Really question because I've never really read. Well, they have the so. right to sell. <laughs> who, they'll they'll sell you anything else on the. They'll sell you anything on the floor. I think they're not necessarily going to sell you what's in the yeah. necessarily going to sell you what's in the back. It, I think it's a net good too. Like some people are going to be disqualified from buying some things, but like yeah, I, I'm not like a huge like I'm not spending like ten thousand dollars a year at Vinny. No. Yeah. Um, but still, I, I buy with enough regularity that I've been able to buy, like, you know, uh, their allocated things. And uh, so I've used my Benny car- Benny's cards for good, you know, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. And I think they have, they're in a unique position in Illinois to be able to, because they're the only really big box liquor store, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, that they can do that and it can still be considered fair. And I think a lot of other other places, which I think is interesting too, is they just do raffles. You yep. know, everyone the right uh, to the raffle. Yeah, even. exactly. They do well. Yeah, they um they give away a ticket, and then the winner has to buy well, the I mean, bottle. Well, I mean, is that like, the right they'll even the give? They'll. It seems like they 
lottery system of some yes, sort. Yes, yeah, that's more have, of what I'm... But you have to even earn the right to get to that lottery sometimes, too, sure. with, with certain sure. stores. That's how they do Based it in Kentucky. Your, sure. Yeah, industry, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a different way that have I kind of Have you ever like, sat outside of a store in line waiting for anything? Maybe. I, I don't think I ever would. I've never had. I never have. That's something I wouldn't... I've waited outside McDonald's once. Ooh, nice. How was that? I was hungry as fuck. <laughs> I think they're open. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just seems, in a way, silly to me. And maybe it's because you're somebody in the industry where you're going to get try these things eventually. A lot of them. Yeah, yeah that's a good Not point. Not on a bottle. Not but, right, right, right. But try them. Um, as, as a collector too, like, and this was this was a Willet store pick, mm. and it's just uh, there's some bottles to me that I would just like, man, I would love to go down into my basement and see that part of my Willa collection that Are I was just like, it? I had to have it. Oh, it's open, baby. Well, it's halfway done. Yeah, so that's, that's where I appreciate you, where a lot of people, they have these bottles on their shelves, not, yeah. they don't even drink it. Full, full disclosure, like I've sold stuff on the secondary market. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like if it's, if it's closed, then I probably wasn't that excited about it anyways, and that I bought it out of impulse or whatever. So, but... Still, I try to keep those kind of purchases like at a net zero. Yeah, I mean, so I've never it's seen. allowed me to it's allowed me to buy another bottle. Mm. You know, I bought stuff at secondary too. Holy cow! You know, yeah, you know, yeah. it happens. Yeah, absolutely. I spent one hundred and fifty dollars on one Four Roses single barrel that I really, really wanted. You know, so okay, it's part of the yeah, part I just, of the game. I can't find. I just can't. I will never find myself. Not saying I, that I would never. I yeah. just can't find it in myself. I don't blame to spend you. Spend more money than right. What is re- fair retail value? I, I totally agree. It's uh, it's a hundred percent like a collection too. Mm, yeah. You know, it's, it's just like, the fun it's like of the collection. It's applicable to across so yeah. many consumer goods. I've had so many collections: yeah. stamps, uh, butterflies, yeah. uh, mm. uh, classic champions sweatpants, cool. women in um, wells, Sacagawea gold, Sacagawea gold dollars, skin body suits, Clarice. Exactly. Cricket mobile phones. Stop. Cricket, cricket wireless <laughs> the chargers. Old school Nokia phones where you could <laughs> change out the cases. Yeah. <laughs> the faces, whatever they're called. Um, no, but I, I think people that go on the secondary market or go and stand in lines to buy alcohol because they love it and they truly appreciate it and want to share it with people, I don't care about I don't, that. I don't, and I really don't that's care. Awesome. People, I don't really care if people buy how they buy it in the first place, but mm. I think whiskey and spirits in general is meant to be shared uh, and having that experience together. With somebody, maybe it is your yeah. just yourself sure. too. If you sure. come yep. home from a night, you're like, you feel really good about something you've you've conquered, or you know, whatever. Yeah. You've Let's done. say you've grown the world's largest zucchini. Yeah. You know, but I think you deserve a drink. That. Yeah, no, you can't. But once it leaves, our that's where I that's, that's where I do have a little bit of a scare with stores doing rag, that. Yeah. Is well, why is it your right to say who gets this bottle and where it ends yeah. up? And that's where you know I don't. Get, I mean, I try not to. I avoid those conversations because yeah. I've yeah. seen it and happen. One, you're standing there, you're doing a tasting. Dude. Yep. And you got a dude walking up and down. I'm like, hey, you know, while you wait, you want to sip on something? Yeah. He goes, no, I only drink weeded bourbon. Yeah. I'm like, well, guess what, bro? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to wait a while. Yeah, yeah and right. And you're late. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Because those allocated bottles are gone. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people, uh, they go through that wave where they either come out the other end of that kind of arrogance, being a better whiskey fan, or mm. they just stop drinking or whiskey. they just stop drinking. Yeah. They just, they, they go back to, you know, eating salads. Yeah. They mm. go to scotch. They go to scotch. They'll go back to vodka, mm. you mm. know, more easily obtainable things. Yep. And that's, that's one of the things too that can't have, has come to mind while we're talking about this. 
is that these secondary markets, um, it, they are an enabler to um, to those who aren't in position to obtain. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course. So it was like, I'll pay the 350 to say mm. that, are you saying that you got a bottle or are you saying that you pay 350 What's <laughs> yeah, your yeah, intent? Yeah, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. So it's like, well, fuck you and your money. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You dig? that's a good point too. Because it's not a bottle I want to drink out of. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we've been fortunate at this, collectively at this table that we've been able to try some really amazing things mm-hmm. by being just who we are. That's true. And have and being with the and you know being with the true individuals that take us for who we are and they've mm-hmm. offered us and we've shared those bottles mm-hmm. amongst ourselves. Definitely. So, you know, for it to, to the, the the extent that it's gone to purchase and or to obtain or to even try, I think it's a, just a bunch of fucking bullshit mm. and I don't want to take part in it. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. You I, dig? I, 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 I just don't want anything. I to do dig, with baby. That. It, it does yeah, worry me that for people sure. are in a way that they're excluded. That yeah, that's true. Yep, being excluded I, definitely. I mean, I've never been fortunate enough to walk into a store and see like these kind of picks that we're talking about um, or releases that week, day after, whatever it might be, and buy them. And I'm in liquor stores quite a bit. Right. <laughs> but there are liquor stores that we do business in right now that get maybe a or two bottles. Right yeah, and yeah that's true. Right out there. They, yep. don't, they no. don't do anything. They don't market it. Hey, guess what? We got a bottle of this and a bottle of that. It's if you come in at the right time, you see it on the shelf, it is for sale, yeah. period. Yeah. No. That's what it should be, for sale. Mm. Yeah. And That's if you're true. paying that min- that much money, you can take your ass to where its origins are, and you can go buy a couple fucking two tree bottles. You dig what I'm saying? It's just like you uh-huh. don't need to do that to people here. I'm not sure if I'm digging what he's saying. I'm digging it. I'm digging myself right now. No, I, I just it's yeah. just I hope at the end of the day, wherever the bottle ends up at, it ends it's up in the, and it's in a good home where somebody can appreciate it and drink it with people who also appreciate it and have a good time. I mean, and no matter how, and either way they drink it, it yeah. doesn't matter to me. Just enjoy it. it. Have a good just, experience yeah. with the bottle. I just hope that you would truly enjoy it for what it is yeah. and what what it. There's a lot more. Which brings us to what we're about to try right now. Yeah, oh, tell us about hell this. Hell yeah. That. Well, I think Matt. I got a little heated there. Yeah, I already drank it. It's okay. Did you really? Both of you. Um, it's okay. I did too. Yeah, so this is something I brought home with me from Portugal, which I did not even know they had a distilled, a nationally distilled spirit the way we do here in the States oh, and nice. many other countries. So this is a, what I've been told was at dinner my last night in Portugal in Sintra. Um, we eaten dinner, had a really good conversation with the waiters that were at the restaurant serving us, and somehow it came up about we both worked in whiskey. And they're like, oh, do you want to try our local moonshine? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, oh, how's it distilled? Like, you know, I, I'm like, is it even a distilled spirit? Is it something that's, a, you know, a white wine or something? Yeah. I, I, sure. Things are running through my head. Oh, of course. And so. Is he, this just barn distillate? Yeah, you know? yeah, right. Whatever it might be. <laughs> and so he brings back this uh, this bottle, um, which you see here in, two, in the glass, and he starts pouring it. And I see that it's brown. I'm like, wait. This Hell is, yeah! This isn't. This isn't. I'm like, oh, so you age it? And he goes, yeah, it's aged for six years. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. I'm like, okay, so it's not All right. moonshine. But um, he starts explaining the process the way it did, and it's distilled mostly like a cognac. Um, it's still through a column pot still as well, a hybrid column pot still, I believe. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Said. Yeah, and uh, Wilson can pronounce the name of it because Fima La Seculo. Well, that's the brand. But that's the the local the word for the spirit itself is the oh it's oh, like yeah. aguardiente or yeah, something yeah aguardiente yeah well, well in Portugal it's drunk Spanish so it's aguardiente 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 
Aguardente. Yeah, so that's um, the local spirit of Portugal. And hmm. he was telling me about it. He's like, don't smell it with your eyes open because it's a little heated. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, it's not that bad. I don't think he understood, like... It's less than 80 proof. Yeah, it's less than so 80 proof. It's not it, had a, it has a sharp nose to it. It does have a sharp but nose. But it has a really nice, like, I feel like a nice balance, like cacao, kind of caramely, vanilla I taste like to it. I like the cacao aspect It's good. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the bottle. It's, like, malted. Oh, yeah. yeah. It has, like, these... Uh, Handle kind of like it's indentations. Weird. It's like if you took a bottle that's right off the, uh, uh, what do you call that? Those glass blowing. Um, oh yeah, and just kind of squeeze that on all four. Yeah. yeah, I think this was only aged four years. The one I had in the restaurant was six years old. Um, oh, so yeah, but it was it was it was interesting. I'd never heard of it. It was my last night there. Um, Good to have a little experience it of Portugal. Smells like a single malt. <sighs> it's a little. It's so light that on. I don't know. It reminded me of a chocolatey rye whiskey. For sure, I get the cacao. That's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, but it, and then I started asking people as soon as I got back. I'm like, have you ever heard of this? And I talked to some people that are very prominent in this whiskey industry. And one of them might even own the, the most, the best voted bar in the whiskey world of America. <laughs> and he had never heard of it. Uh, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, and he was just in Portugal as well. And did he try? Did he bring some to Mike? And I'm did a, he try uh, it? Oh, uh, stay Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> <it's> Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> see you. See you no, next. He's actually week. in Spain now. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll see him That's when right. he comes back. Yeah, with this I told him to bring it by next time. Ten days. Our allocated whiskey, and that, which he already has a bottle of, but he kept asking for the allocated whiskey. Like, you already have a bottle of it. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, so uh, I was, and I asked a couple other proprietors and whiskey drinkers, and they're like, well, I've never even knew that. I'm just new in Portugal for basically for their ginger and wine. Ginger. Uh, which is delicious, too. This but, is yeah. really warming. It is very warming. Yeah, definitely. The, well, how they served it was these very large, Brandy cognac glasses, mm-hmm. yeah. and they heat the glass up with a hot hot water, sit, sit, uh, spin it around a little bit, okay. and then empty the water. Then pour. Uh, the so is it a digestif? I don't think. I mean, I think it's Did more you for have an it after like before meal after or? dinner. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I asked me the warming of it. I would. Yeah, for would sure. Be, it's a warming drink. It's not hot. At no, all. not hot. It's, at all. it's a warming on the no. body though, um, on just, the throat, soothing. It's yeah, it is. It's really, it's really. So it's nice after dinner drink. We had that with. At the, I think it's some chocolate and pineapple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can see that. I yeah, can totally so, see that. Yeah, it was a nice little pairing, nice way to end our trip there, too. And I agree. Good stuff. But, yeah, I think just getting back to our previous conversation is that it's a fun ball to share with people. I mean, I'm not going to drink this, like, every night. I'm not going to drink it by myself, but it's cool to share these things you find across the world with other people. I agree. That's the best thing about it is experience. I mean, anybody that wants to drink their whiskey any such way, Go ahead and do it. Yeah, you want to put a rock in it, put a little there. water in it, put yeah. some coke in it. Who cares? Like orange juice. Yeah, put some orange, orange juice. juice. In it. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> it's those morning drinkers. That's right. It's just a pre. It's just awesome to have that appreciation um, and good people to hang out with while you can try something. I agree. It's just I hate that it's just become another, just uh, uh, another hype right. beast. Yeah. Speaking just, of hype beasts, you know. off air before we started recording. Yeah, mm. it's um, it takes the fun out of it, it when does. everyone is looking at each bottle as its own little commodity that they're trying yeah. to trade and like mm-hmm. get something. What, what can I get for this? That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, no one is even shopping in stores. They're just like looking for like looking I don't know. It, I I agree with you. Hmm. Um, Do you think it has declined the attendance of stores? Um, no, sorry. Um, I, I'm talking about a very, I guess, a specific type of person that I think goes into a store and like scans the shelf for something that will be impressive on 
their shelf. Facebook or Instagram yeah. or on their shelf or in the secondary market. And if they can't find something, they'll they'll leave. Yeah. There's I always wonder too how much those people really have a knowledge base of whiskey. Um, or they just know what's popular and hot. It's a it's much different. It's a huge gap between knowing uh, between knowing what's hot and what's popular, and then knowing what you actually like to drink. Are you speaking right? like in Ooh, overall the, the general the general the buyer buying the customer. experience or no the customer just... himself? Like what what do they know about oh okay. the the customer who's more Which like I mean, who's looking for an allocated item? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I mean okay. I don't think it. I think the it doesn't take away from your taste of experience. whiskey, obviously, but uh, is it somebody you, who's but actually... But you do kind of corner yourself yeah. by yeah. doing so. Yeah, I mean, you're turning yourself off from brands like ours, but that's also from a selfish standpoint of us three, too, where we want to sell our spirits to people mm. like that because they're the ones you kind of hope to rely on in a way. Even not even putting the cart in front of the horse, you know, just wanting them to try our yeah, stuff. That's, that's you know, that's a, yeah. a big thing too. That's a very good point and too. Yeah, try it with great. an open mind. Yeah. yeah. It's cause not just, just so those are, the, this doesn't quick, taste quick, like quick splash. Ass. You're like, yeah. you don't even taste it. Like yeah. you yeah. just drink it so fast and you, and you already had a preconceived notion of what it was going to taste like before you had it. <laughs> yeah. This is um, true. Yeah. It's not going to be a 16 year old whiskey, but I go back to, I just had this experience the other day where, some guy was trying to tell me that how much age m- means on a whiskey. He just knew age statements as age statements, not what it actually does to the whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, age is an arbitrary number. And mm-hmm. I try to tell, try to educate people. Try yeah. instead of be defensive. And I'm like, okay, well, here's a conversation I just had with a one of the best distillers in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And he talks about how his whiskey sits between nine and seventeen years old. And honestly, you don't even need you don't even need to try a seventeen year old whiskey. Our twenty year old whiskey, it's not worth trying. And totally. And and I told the story about uh, I'm not sure if you heard in the podcast, Matt, about Baker and my grandpa have a conversation about why Baker's seven years old. What episode was that on? Uh, it must have I can't remember who it was with. Um, must have been with Brett, I think. But mm, it's not, not ringing a bell. But oh, so anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> my uh, it was I don't know who it was with. Actually, I think it was Ben. Um, Diedrich. Oh yeah, okay. Yep. But uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, my grandpa who was at my wedding. Wilson and I spent a lot of time with him, drank with him, <laughs> poured <laughs> poured more into his glass. <laughs> um, How was he feeling at that end of the oh, he felt great. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 it's like water. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like, this is some pretty good bourbon. I'm like, well, it's, it's some te- some Tennessee, it's some Australian whiskey. Yeah. On the fiftieth episode, we got to have him on. I like the celebrity, I, celebrity I, guest. I How fucking cool would that be? I, I need to go up there and record with him. Yeah, for sure. In Minneapolis, but um, oh yeah, I actually kind of wanted to do the wedding, but obviously there's some other things to take care of before that <laughs> happened. Um, <laughs> but he was telling me how him and Baker having a conversation. I believe. I know he was already making the spirit and aging it. I don't know if it had been released yet, Baker, uh, Baker's. Um, but so Baker and my grandpa had a conversation about how six-year-old whiskey was the best whiskey in Baker's opinion. He thought six, six-year-old. six-year-old bourbon was the best best age statement. You could have no more, no less. So then Baker comes out with Baker's and it's seven years old. <laughs> so my grandpa asked Baker, why what do you the make, fuck? Yeah, why'd you make it at seven years old? He's like, well, six is good. Seven's got to be better. <laughs> <laughs> so it's such an arbitrary, yeah, it's such an arbitrary stance. And then, to, obviously, there's a lot of things that go into an aging of a whiskey and where things taste better along the lines. But you can have a four year old whiskey taste great. I guess in that fifth year, and it changes totally. And it's in the seasons and the effects of the weather, yep. what the temperatures are like throughout that entire fifth year. 
And when you try to tell people these conversations, we go back to the original point that customers sit in front of me. It's like, oh, it's only four years old. I'm like, yeah, it, it is only four years old. And like we've, and I'm like, we've done seven, eight year old bottles. It, yeah. it doesn't taste as well. It doesn't get what we do with the wine barrels um, that we use from Australia. It gets too much of the effect of the tannin, too much of the oaky taste to it and overwhelms yeah. the spirit mm. itself. And the guy keeps trying, talking over me. Doesn't, no. let me doesn't, yeah. doesn't let me finish. And this is a guy already. He's not interested in no. that. And, yeah. But he, he tried it. He's, he's like, this is kind of all right, but it's, it tastes a little young. And I'm like, okay. And he, get, he was so fixated on age. Not, not that the taste, age. He, it, doesn't, he doesn't even know what tasting yeah. young yeah, it's like, tastes he, like. And then like, here's your opportunity, I think. And if there's customers out there that listen to this, here's your opportunity when we are in face, face with you. We can actually educate you. We can tell you the truth behind our products, um, what we feel, what we've get, what we've gained in knowledge by studying whiskey, talking to people, and being out there every single day in this industry. It's something that we can actually educate you upon. Are we right all the time? No, but when it comes to what our products, we do know those products in in and out. And the age statement is something that is um, necessary to us, both from a taste standpoint and a financial standpoint, just to be completely honest too, because we have to get our stuff out on the shelf to make money. But at the same time, yep. we have figured out, our, our companies have figured out where it lies best. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. For their intent and purposes. Yeah, well. absolutely. And just have an open mind. Listen, listen and be, don't, be humble. Don't be yeah. afraid to learn something every day because I mean, as an individual, as a person, you only grow by learning from each other. Correct. You know, Marty, uh, Marty Duffy, uh, shout out to Marty. He posted um, a article in regards to the, just that. And mm. um, the question was posed, age statements, you know, in yeah. regards. And he brought in industry, some, a couple two, three in- industry leaders asked him the question, is it important? Yeah. How much is it important or how much weight does that carry? And all three individuals that questions, I had three different opinions, but that was just based on what they like. Yeah. And that's kind of the point, too. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. 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 And that's the point. Hmm. You know, we just, I mean, you know, know, it may sound redundant to those out there listening to us or even at this table for us because we talk about it constantly. (laughs) Remy, is this redundant? (laughs) It's redundant just having me on. He's by the couch, Jake. That's the job. He you moved. know, that's the job is to take she, every yeah. opportunity, every poor, not to prove them wrong, but to prove them right. Right. You oh, yeah, totally, dude. Yep. That's that's all. That's <laughs> what we do. Uh, oh, Remdo. She's <laughs> like, what? Oh. You want to say hi to me? Hello. I'm the dog. <laughs> I'm the dog on the podcast now. Ha 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 ha! You've been a very good girl during this podcast. Thank you. Oh. I tried. That's not her talking. It's a girl. Uh, I tried. <laughs> Even worse. No, I think it's a. I think it's a good place. Um, kind of to wrap up here after an hour and twenty-two minutes. <sighs> Ugh! You gotta edit this thing down. <laughs> you have to edit some um, of this stuff down. I think uh, I suggest everything I've said. <laughs> Maybe that's an easy way out. But um, <laughs> no, one thing I didn't get to um, that I was talking to Wilson about yesterday, uh, I think it was the last time you were on, Matt, was without the Blom Brothers, was about gatekeepers, um, which is oh, yeah. I would love to revisit because Ugh. I think I've been fully <laughs> digesting that in a way um, mm-hmm. or mis- thinking more critically about who those might be, um, where we see them every single day in this industry, which is probably where I reach my breaking point almost every single day yeah. um, when it comes to do I go to that next account? Do I go to that fifth account? That do sixth I wait account? or do I leave? Yeah. Because 
in my opinion, uh, without going depth in depth into it, in depthly into it, is that almost every single person you encounter from our job is a gatekeeper. <laughs> I've come True. to that. Just some uh, gator, yeah, another, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it's a long conversation to be had. I'd love to have someone else on here um, to kind of talk about with us, to get another viewpoint to, to see what they think. And ultimately, uh, you know, people are only control of what they're in control of. Yeah. Like if you assign any more value to like their... Um, their judgment yeah. or their authority than it's it, it, their worth. Like you're, you're harming yourself in the end too. Yeah. You know how, like, which I, I was thinking about after our episode, I was like, maybe I'm just putting too much no, no, I don't think weight on people's shoulders. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know. I think we, I, we do that for sure. Cause yeah. you're always, cause you're so nervous. I mean, not nervous isn't the right word, but you're anxious. I'll, I'll say nervous. So, you know, anxious. I still get nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, no, you know, because you want to do right for your company, but yes. there's always somebody you have to initially go say hello to that A, might have no idea what you're talking about, you're or right. B, is covering for that person who's it, who right. is in charge and right. you have to go through them, right. blah, 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 all these things, and then call somebody else to schedule a demo and do yeah. this and that. Like all I want to do is help you sell the bottles that are off your shelf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or uh, get something else that's yep. new in here, and I'll support you. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot to come with that. There's a whole bag of tricks and everything. For obviously. sure. Um, it, where I kind of see myself at it, just real quickly before we wrap up, is I think everyone who kind of sticks around in this industry after they've started in a couple of years, they either want to a have a kind of a little bit of a fantasy of opening a distillery. <laughs> Or, op- or opening a bar. Yes. I'm much more inclined to opening a bar these days. Really? I would never start a distillery because I never want to go through the bullshit of going and selling my product after that. Ah. I mean, I can see. It's yeah, like, the, if you have a bar. That's the easy part, my you, friend. If, if you, you already did the hard part, you already yeah. made this stuff. If you, true. If, you, if you own a bar, they come to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. that's a, very that's good a good way point. To look at it, yeah, or you started a distillery that only has a bar in it, and you have both the best worlds. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, we'll wrap up there. Um, I'm just gonna go sell real estate or some yeah, shit. There you go. Yeah, I'm if out entirely. If there's anybody still listening at this point, um, <laughs> yeah. we are Key in the Lake. Uh, Matt Brown here, who is off suspension, is part of Blomberg <laughs> Distilling, which is uh, one of the best Midwestern distilleries out there. I'm not Please gonna be back on suspension after this, am I? No. We'll see how it all goes. <laughs> we'll be, it'll be based on the ratings of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if oh, you if you're it. not rating this five stars, I will find you, yeah. and I will do things to you. <laughs> oh, good, the mics are still working. Okay. Uh, um, so my Instagram handle is official Mapron <laughs> Fan Club. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs>
a tour, a full full face tour. You get a couple cocktails, and then the opportunity to really nice. uh, and to purchase as well. So we've got cool. merch and everything. So give it a sh- give it a shot. I mean, it's it's one of the Midwest best. So. Sweet, yeah. I just want to give them a little shout out. They, they show us a lot of support here they on do. the podcast. They um, definitely. And uh, my company that I represent is called Star Ward. Um, go visit Melbourne and check them out. <laughs> 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 We're located in Australia. Um, <laughs> it's a great tour. I can speak personally about that. Uh, but yeah. It, the space is phenomenal looking. Yeah, well, you guys can come with me next time. Um, awesome. No thanks. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, we're at Keenalay, keenalay.com, and check us out there for the podcast. And please rate and review us so we can get that McDonald's money. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, guys. guys. <laughs>